Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. I got my boy here, Chris. Actually, yes, partner in crime. Tag team partner. Um, <laughs> you know, I make I get my ass beat in the ring and then I make the hot tag to you. So I'm making the hot tag now. Chris, what's up? What's up? Uh, nothing much. We... Oh, mm-hmm. do you have something? No, to do go inside? ahead. No, you're wearing a sw- sick sweatshirt. What is that sweatshirt? Yeah, it's some of our new merch. New it's, merch. Uh, two heels in a face merch. Uh, over at uh, watermaneuver.net. Watermaneuver.net. Yeah. Not dot com. Right. Not dot com or dot, dot org yes. or dot me. None of that. No. It's dot net. Dot co. Um, all the others. Dot edu. No. Watermaneuver.net. Two heels in a face. Just search for that in their website, right? Yeah. And Chris is wearing an all black sweatshirt. It's got our just normal got hoodie, logo. Yeah, the hoodie. And mm-hmm. uh, Itzel has a little T. What? Yeah, they have little kid sizes. So I had to get one for her. Holy crap. Can so. I? Can you please <laughs> post a picture of that on our Instagram? Yeah, we'll, we'll get that approved by Carla. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, for sure. You got pictures of Itzel on your Facebook. I mean, um, right, right. I guess it's a different crowd, but... Eh, whatever. They'll, okay. they'll, they'll eventually start seeing her at wrestling shows, so... I would I would, ho- I would hope so. Um, yeah, and... Talking uh, about wrestling shows yeah. today... We're talking to Steve. Yes, who's good transition. Running Warrior Wrestling. Warrior Wrestling. And it's on May 11th, which is my birthday, and I'm pretty sure it's all will be there. Wow, at Warrior Wrestling. Yeah, that's fantastic. Look at how you're tying all everything all in together. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna let you lead from now on. Uh, lead or lead the openings at least, because I seem to ramble a lot. Um, but let's start talking about. <laughs> I'm brain dead. I'm brain dead. It's all right. Before we go to Steve <laughs> and our conversation. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's been going down at the fantasy uh, league that we have going on. Right. What's the formal name that we have right now? Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Fantasy League? Two Heels in a Face Fantasy Wrestling League. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, hosted by DropTheBelt.com. And uh, for those who follow the podcast, you'll know that we do this. There's three seasons a year. Yeah. This is like our sixth overall, maybe? I, like I maybe so. fifth? Fifth. I think it's the fifth one. Maybe fifth, yeah. Overall season. Um, DropTheBelt.com. You can go there for all the scoring. And we have a very tight race right now. Uh, so let's check it out. In first per, place. Yes. Somewhere between 100 and it looks like 40 points apart um, mm-hmm. is like the top four going into Mania, uh, the home stretch here. We have Spencer's team. Spencer is a friend from Milwaukee. We have Martin from Wrestling with Unicorns. His team is the Dream Destroyers. We have Prebu, who's a friend of our friend, the real Jeremy Zaha. And we have, who do we have here? Los Ingobernables de Midlothian. <laughs> <laughs> That's Los- me. Again, in the top four, making the race to first place. Yes, the Ungovernables of Midlothian. <laughs> People who cannot be governed. So let's check out your team really quick. Yeah. Who do you got? You got AJ Styles, Cesaro, Seth Rollins, The Miz. Holy damn. Matt Hardy, Carmella, Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle. I picked up Kurt Angle. after. Mm-hmm. I think I had uh, Drew Gulak. So after he lost against Mustafa Ali. Smart. I'm like, all right, I need somebody who's going to get a win at me. Yeah. And I'm sure Kurt Angle. And you, so you got those points for Gulak when he was winning. Yeah. Getting mm-hmm. to the semifinals. Um, and then you picked up Kurt Angle, which is – it's like fantasy football. You go on the waiver wire, or you drop someone, yep. you pick up someone. Yes. Um, so I can see why you're in the top four because Styles, Cesaro, right? There's a lot of people mm-hmm. who win usually. Matt, probably like Matt Hardy and Carmella seem like really good picks, they, but they have been, really good potential. But right, we, uh, something needs to happen. Yeah. Well, Carmella needs a cash in. Yeah. If that, Carmella cashes in, I'm I'm pretty confident that they're going to make the first cash in. 
a win, right? Like the first ever women's cash in should be a victory. You're that confident? I am. This, oh, I'm hopeful, I guess. You're, <laughs> this they could do a missed opportunity, and then like both men and women missed opportunities, and then they can make that a, a dialogue. They're really riding the high horse on on all of these like first ever's for women. Yeah, and they already screwed they had, that up with the James Ellsworth thing. Yeah, uh, so they got to make it up for my girl Carmella. That's here. a really good. That's a really good point. But Carmella is is like is she ready to have the title? I think she's ready, but they haven't okay. given her like WWE hasn't given her a good storyline. Like when they had James yeah. Ellsworth, it was just something for her to do in the meantime. Yeah, but she hasn't really had gotten the chance to, to yeah. go all out. Well, they they've been they've been doing the. They've she's been gonna, real quick to yeah. Up. Go for it. She's gonna get that super heat once she beats Oscar. She's gonna get the pin on Oscar. Okay, that's a bold statement. I I, I would love to see it come true because that you mm-hmm. know could get a lot of people fired up, which is great in a bad way. Fired right. up. Um, they've been do because they've been on SmackDown and on Raw, but especially on SmackDown, they're doing like the groups, the groupings. And oh, Carmella okay. is like when you don't have a singles feud and you're. So, someone who's in a singles feud in fantasy wrestling, like they're just part of a group. Yeah. Then they only wrestle like once a month on TV, mm-hmm. twice a month. Yeah. So that's like she hasn't picked up a lot of points there either. Um, and then Matt Hardy during his segment, I don't, I don't know if the ultimate deletion was even scored. I don't no, think it was. It was. Even, I didn't even know this, but I heard that it's not even uh, aired on the Hulu version. The full thing. Yeah. Well, anything like the the final deletion did not make the Hulu cut. Oh, and really? Like, really? Like, yeah. Apparently, uh, from what I've been hearing, like it has like great views on YouTube and all that stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just feel like I, I, I liked it. Okay. I mean, it was very similar. Did you watch it? Uh, I wa- I did not watch it live. And I, I actually watched Raw live last did you? week. Okay. I could not believe it. I was I, sitting on my couch. Still <laughs> I watched like six videos of it. Uh-huh. So basically like – You put it all together? I put it all together. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of moments that had me laughing out loud because of how stupid they were. Yeah. But it's like that stupid, funny, hearty mm-hmm. humor, which is like great about it. So, um, And hopefully Bray Wyatt comes back a new man. I yeah. Yeah. Man. I think it was – I mean at least I'm hopeful for, for the future. And Yeah. And what's to come for for Bray? Right. Okay. Let's take a Bray Boost team, and uh, it's probably we should probably like post screenshots in the yeah. article uh, to kind of give everyone a look. He's got Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Randy Orton, Mustafa Ali, right? Yeah. Who could win? Uh, the hometown boy, Charlotte Flair, Big E, Kofi Kingston. So you can understand why he's, he's picking up points. He's in third place. Braun Strowman has five hundred and nine points, probably the most out of any wrestler. Probably. Um, then you have Martin with uh, Dream Destroyers. Mm-hmm. Um, his leading uh, scorer is Asuka. Asuka. Um, he has also Cedric Alexander. Right. Uh, Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss, Xavier Woods, Mandy Rose. I didn't know he had Mandy. Yeah, I had Mandy for a little bit. Um, and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. He's very top-heavy, but Asuka is scored in close to 400. Cedric yeah. Alexander has been winning a lot. Uh, so yeah, potentially that him and Prebu could come think, down to. Who do you think takes the the two five title, Cedric or Mustafa? Man, like I kind of wish I kind of wish they were doing. This is not. I, I'm really happy that Mustafa Ali's in it. I kind of wish they were doing more of a a heel face. Oh yeah, match, this, this is uh, 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 it feels very indie. Yes, it's extremely right? indie. Yes, like extremely no, indie. No heel, no defined heel, no defined baby face. Right. Well, I guess they both are baby face. Like everybody like likes them. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody just seems to be pumped for this match, regardless. Yes. Uh, I think my head says Cedric, but my heart says Ali. No offense to Cedric, because mm-hmm. he's really amazing as well. Right, but he's, you know, we got to go with our Chicago boy. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I'm, that's, that's I'm where my, for Mustafa, too. That's where my heart lies. Um, and then Spencer has Shinsuke Nakamura. So his team's very even across the board in terms of scoring. Yeah. Shinsuke, Brock, Sami Zayn, Harper Rowan, who I'm sure he picked up recently. Mm, um, that's a smart get because he's getting two for, you know, he's doubling his points right there. Exactly. Elias, who's tapered off a little bit, mm-hmm. and then Liv Morgan. So yeah, I think very balanced, like very well balanced. Team. He is the most well balanced team in terms of points scored. So it's probably why he's winning right now. Who would have thunk Spencer? I think uh, was last place in the first ever um, season, right? Yeah, I don't think he checks it as much as us. But now, like he, you know, a couple of good moves picking yeah. up Harper and Rowan, a couple of good moves here and there, like being active on the site, which I am not right now because I'm currently sitting in last place, um, can get you to where you want to go. Yeah, awesome. man, this, is, this is exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, a few things fall in place and uh, I actually make my way to the top. Yeah. I, you know what? I want you to win. Season's in the making, dude. Yeah. I want you to win. I want you to finally climb that mountain just like Mustafa Ali is doing right now. Even though he's not on my team, but yes. Yes. <laughs> um, great. So, interview. All right. Yeah. Interview with Steve. Steve. Uh, just heads up, we're going to be at the Warrior Wrestling Fan Fest. We got some things brewing uh, so if you're going to be at the Warrior Wrestling Fan Fest, you're probably going to be able to sit down and talk with us and record a little bit, a chunk. Yeah, we'll a- have some fun stuff planned out. Yep. So um, it should be fun. Yes. So listen to this interview. Steve is a really great guy. You're going to fall in love with this guy. He's a wrestling fan. He really cares about wrestling. This isn't a hoax. This is not Canuck Pro Wrestling, which was a hoax. This is legitimate. It's for the kids. It's run by a wrestling fan. It's a great card for a great cause. Wow. I couldn't have said it better myself. Okay. Should we just get right into our interview with Steve then? Yeah. Let's go. All right. Steve from Warrior Wrestling. Steve, thanks for joining us today. Of course, guys. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate being here. Great. Yeah. And uh, the reason kind of why we're, we're talking uh, on the phone today and why you're giving up some of your time, I know you got a, a, a especially, you know, doing the, during the school year, you got a busy schedule uh, every day. Uh, we wanted to kind of shed some light on this mystery show that kind of uh, popped up in the midst of two very busy uh, months of wrestling, April and May, are extremely, extremely packed, especially in the uh, Chicagoland area and on TV. Yep. Um, and we wanted to, you know, bring some awareness to this show and then get to ha- or have you explain a little bit more about it so more people can, uh, you know, hopefully know and um, they can go buy tickets and uh, support a good cause. So I uh, got a couple questions for you. And uh, sure. I guess really... I know we've talked before, and you, me, and Chris have talked a couple of times, 
and we talked at uh, the last freelance wrestling show. Um, yeah. I wanted to just start off by hearing um, your background in wrestling and kind of what got you interested in how you became a fan. Sure, absolutely. So uh, my name is Steve Tortorello from the south suburbs of Chicago and grew up a wrestling fan, born mid-80s, so I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s wrestling period. So I owned you know, a closet full of WWF action figures, including every version of Hulk Hogan with the punching action or the body slamming action and various <laughs> wrestling rings and wrestling buddies, etc. So I was a big wrestling right. fan when I was a little kid. Um, got out of it in the mid '90s, which, as you know, I later learned in looking back historically in wrestling, was a great period to get out of it because uh, not much was really going on of note. And then got pulled back into it uh, really at the the zenith of the Attitude Era by some of my friends. In fact, I was so far out of being a wrestling fan that I would tease some of my buddies, the Vega Brothers, for being such big time wrestling fans. And they sat me down and we watched Hell in a Cell '98 with Mankind and the Undertaker, and that just kind of you know opened up a whole door for me and rocked my world and sucked me right. back into wrestling fandom. And it's been a crazy ride for the last 20 years. That's crazy. That's, I mean, if you're going to get back into it with a bang, that's one, that's absolutely yeah. the right, the right uh, pay-per-view for it to, to, to fall back in love with it. Um, I remember yeah. we were talking about, I remember we were talking about kind of your history um, out West, right? In California, weren't you attending some, some classes or, um, or things of that nature or, or am I mistaken? Yeah. There? Yeah, well, so let me, yeah, I'll carry it through kind of from becoming a fan again, and then just kind of tell you my, my wrestling autobiography, so to speak. So I became a huge fan again in like 98, uh, summer of 98, and from then on, I became kind of an obsessive about wrestling. I did my eighth grade research project about wrestling. I, when I came to high school, I found other people that loved wrestling and started going to shows left and right. So we went to WWF at the time, WCW, ECW, started going to local shows. We went to LWF shows. We went to shows at the Midlothian Rec Center, the Crestwood Rec Center, I think Tinley Park High School. Uh, I couldn't get nice. enough, so I just go to indie wrestling like crazy all throughout high school and basically any wrestling that came through. Uh, I went to college. I went to the University of Notre Dame, where I was an American Studies major. And at Notre Dame, I convinced my advisor that I could write my honors uh, American Studies thesis project on the history of pro wrestling in America. So I did a 75, 80-page research project on the history of pro wrestling in the U.S. from World War II to the present, which went up right about to WrestleMania 23 at that time. And so I actually won an okay. award for my thesis on pro wrestling history, which I was really, really psyched about. And nice. through my time in college, I also interned with Late Night with Conan O'Brien and did a whole bunch of other TV production stuff. So I actually ended up applying wow. for an internship with WWE and then ultimately for a job for WWE and was interviewed through the process about potentially being a creative team member at WWE. Uh, obviously, uh, ultimately was not uh, offered a position, but went kind of deep in the process and, and ended up as a finalist and talked to a whole lot of HR people at WWE. And then following that, I did move out west, as you alluded to, moved to California for a couple of years. I was doing a volunteer teaching program in East Los Angeles called the Alliance for Catholic Education, or the ACE program. It's kind of like TFA, but for Catholic schools. 
And while I was out in okay. uh, doing Ace in L.A., I was I soaked up the L.A. wrestling scene. So I'd go to PWG all the time uh, before it was cool, or I mean, it was already cool, <laughs> but before uh, everybody else was uh, was going gaga over it. Um, I found a little right. pro wrestling indie uh, indie operation in Anaheim called Mach One Wrestling that I'd go to their shows, and they stay at a school as well. So I, I trained as a wrestler. I trained under Johnny Goodtime and Joey Ryan. Trained for about six months, eight months, and. 2009-2010, so um, by no means am I uh, uh, grizzled or experienced in any way, but I've, I've run the ropes, I've taken the bumps, I've you know, woken up covered in ice nice. packs from, uh, from training in the ring, and at that time as well, just kind of absorbed everything out in California, all the indie wrestling I could. I went to, so again, I taught in East LA and uh, in an all-Hispanic school, and the students and parents there loved Lucha Libre, and there's tons of local Lucha Libre shows in East LA, so I went to Lucha Libre shows once or twice a month with kids I taught and their parents, every you know in flea markets, in mechanics garages, in outdoor ones, in, in a, like a you know like a baseball stadium in the, the suburbs yeah. of L.A. So I just kind of soaked up all the wrestling I could before coming back here to the area. So yeah, I mean I've I've been a student of wrestling for forever, and um, now I'm getting the chance to put it to use for a great cause. That's really cool. Yeah, and and we as we were explaining before we hopped on the call. Um, it, there's, you know, in, in, in promoting, and we'll get to it in promoting warrior wrestling, there's a couple different, uh, obviously like groups or sections that you want to promote to like Chris and I represent the local, uh, the local wrestling or indie wrestling fans. So when we were talking on the phone and before we met at freelance wrestling, I thought it was really cool to hear your rich. I mean, it's, it's, it's an above average rich history for like a wrestling fan, what you have. And it was really cool to hear that because then that adds credibility. I think, in my opinion, credibility to the show um, and, you know, the people that you're bringing in. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not just some dude. I mean, I am some dude, but I'm some dude who spent yeah. a, a long time, you know, kind of studying wrestling and learning about wrestling and, you know, devouring podcasts like this one. And, um, yeah, oh. no, I get the, the chance to put that passion to use. So I'm pretty pumped about it. Right. Yeah, that's that's great because uh, you know when when the first tweets or you know poster came out and we were Charlie and I were looking at it, we're like, is is this possible? Is this real? Like, it just a lot of um, questions arose even within the community that we've built. Right. And you know, after talking to you and and like Charlie just stated, like having that history definitely like solidify like, oh, this is awesome. Like, it's this is being put not just by somebody that wants to make a quick buck or Mm-hmm. Wants to go through the experience of being a promoter, but it's somebody that's also a wrestling fan, right? Yeah, no, yes, it, I agree. it's really kind of a dream for me getting to combine, you know, obviously the school that I love and the work that I love with a, another passion of mine, and hopefully each can reinforce the other, and and we'll have a successful show. Right. And speaking of love, transition. Um, what what ask? This is a question that we. It's a very broad question. We know, but we ask everyone, or at least we try to ask everyone that's on our podcast. The aspects about wrestling. Why? What? What do you love about it? Why do you love a bunch of half naked, sweaty men? You know, putting on <laughs> scripted scripted entertainment. Like, what's what's the reason? Everyone's got different reasons, and that's what we embrace here on this podcast. And we want to know sure. yours. Sure, that's awesome. No, I love your buffet line style of, of fandom. Um, two things <laughs> that it all kind of boils down to. 
Uh, number one is the communal experience. So to me, a great wrestling show is like being at a great concert where everybody's singing the words together or being at a college basketball mm-hmm. game or a college football game. It's that idea of you bring a lot of people together from all different walks of life, and yet here we all are in one space, unified, enjoying one another's company, experiencing this awesome event that is only happening right here in our midst. So it's like you know sitting in the stands at Notre Dame Stadium. It's like watching Springsteen. It's like sitting in, mm-hmm. you know, watching Duke basketball. You're, you're, you, only you in that room are experiencing that. You're doing it together in this giant communal um, experience. So I think a that's part of the really cool thing about pro wrestling is there's there's nothing like being at a live pro wrestling event. And b the other thing I love about pro wrestling is how organic it is and how it reacts to and grows with the input of the crowd. Both the match itself, obviously you got two guys working in the ring and they're trying mm-hmm. to work a rhythm and put on a performance and feed off of the crowd and build the heat with the crowd, but also the promotion of wrestling as well, right? As promoters learn about what's working, what isn't working, what's getting over, what isn't getting over, people come, people go, and that is just, it's totally and completely responsive to the crowd. So outside of wrestling, my other passion or love is improv comedy. I've trained in improv comedy for almost 20 years now, trained at Second City, trained at the Groundlings, trained under some awesome people who went on to do some, some really cool things. And uh, I actually owned and operated a sketch and improv comedy troupe for about a decade that was also charity-based to help kids at this school. And I I find a great continuity between pro wrestling and improv comedy because it's performers going out on a stage, interacting with one another, finding it in the moment, but also totally riding the waves of the audience. Mm And when that is clicking, whether you're the improv performer on stage or you're watching it, whether you're a wrestler in the ring or you're watching the match, when it's clicking, when everybody's humming and it's all coming together, that's magic. And I think in that way, pro wrestling is incredibly unique and a beautiful, amazing form of art. And I will defend it against anyone who says otherwise. (laughs) Right. That was beautifully put. Yeah, you might have just had the best answer to anyone uh, from anyone that we've asked that question to. So that was fantastic. Um, cool. what, what wrestling are you checking out nowadays? Oh, I watch everything. So, uh, locally, uh, freelance, uh, black label pro AAW, uh, anytime WWE comes to town, anytime ring of honor comes to town, I'm uh, still buying PWG DVDs from time to time and, and checking out the PWG shows. Um, I flew out there a couple of years ago for a weekend and did a doubleheader show with some buddies. It was awesome. It was like going to Mecca. Um, and of course, New <laughs> Japan. I mean, in the last, you know, in the last right. two years, obviously the, the popularity of New Japan has exploded. I started watching New Japan right around Wrestle Kingdom nine when um, Jeff Jarrett's Global Force was doing a promotion. They had Jim Ross call in the action, and that was the first New Japan pay per view show I, I bought. I absolutely loved it. So I watched New Japan okay. sporadically after Wrestle Kingdom nine. But really, in the last, as everybody knows, in the last fifteen, sixteen, twenty months or whatever it's been, New Japan has just lapped. It's like you're watching a horse race and one horse just gets something like spurred in the side and leaps in front of the pack. New Japan has been just light years ahead of everything else in wrestling. And so it's been really, really cool to watch their ascendance as well as just the quality of the product they're putting out. Yeah. Yeah. I second that. I keep every podcast. I come to the table with a bunch of new Japan talk and I can't get Chris to, uh, to make time in his busy schedule to watch any. So, uh, hopefully you and me. Yeah. (laughs) 
All right, let me, to, get, to get academic here, uh, and this, maybe this will be the first reference to this in the podcast, I'm not sure. It's like Plato's allegory of the cave, right? So Plato's got this thing where all the people are sitting in a cave watching shadows, and then one person gets up and turns around and sees that the shadows are actually coming from real actors behind them in the sunlight. And he tries to tell everybody else, like, turn around. The real thing is up here. You're just staring at shadows. That's how I feel <laughs> when I watch New Japan. Like... Uh, people are like, oh, this is so cool, this is so cool. And then you watch New Japan, and you just want to tell every other wrestling fan, turn around, the real thing is over <laughs> here, and it is beautiful. Yeah, I, that's also how I feel about Lucha Underground. Yeah, that's true, and I'm behind on that. So Chris is ahead of, I'm ahead of Chris on New Japan, Chris is ahead of me on, on Lucha Underground. So I do love Lucha. I guess that's They've why. a unique way to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you. I think I flash back to like my Eng, like my freshman year English class when you were uh, when you were <laughs> quoting uh, uh, philosophy there. Um, so You're speaking welcome. of <laughs> yes, speaking of roles in the school, uh, if you can say yours, how are you connected with with this with the school and the, yeah, who is absolutely. hosting the show, so, Mary Marion Catholic? Yes. Yeah. So I'm the principal of Marion Catholic High School We're in Chicago Heights, Illinois, a Catholic co-educational school. I was a teacher here. I was a student here long before that. Graduated from Marion, uh, went to college, did the ACE program, as I mentioned, came back here as an English and history teacher for several years, became the principal in 2014. So this is my fourth school year as principal. I still teach a class. I still teach one AP US history class here at Marion, which I love because okay. um, I think teaching a class is very similar to what I said earlier about improv and wrestling. You know, you're always interacting with kids and an audience and letting it build organically and, and trying to get their input and serve them. So I love my, my day job, my calling as a teacher and an administrator in a Catholic school. And my, you know, my side passions are comedy and wrestling. And when they can all come together, it's a pretty good day at the office for me. <laughs> how do you, you're how do you the dream? Bro. <laughs> yeah, you're living your own dream. I love it. How do you, right? how do you yeah, do so I, I'm, I'm good, man. I, I don't need anything. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm wondering how you I'm wondering how you get it all done. That's uh that's crazy. Um can you can you explain to us the uh the the reason why this school is hosting the show and the cause that it's supporting? Absolutely. So um I'd been I had this idea brewing for a while that I want to get into uh, creating something and uh, wrestling related, and you know, a lot of friends and family, you know, and I were talking about it, and they're like, "Oh, you got to do it with Marion," because the reality is, and this is, you know, sounds terrible for a business person, but it's not even a business thing. I don't have an interest in making a dime. Like, I, you know, I, it, for me, the the reason to do it is for the putting on something great and then hopefully for raising money for a great cause. So I'm not doing it privately or outside of school because any any money that we're going to make, we're going to make for the school. So I put a, a pitch yeah. into our president of the school here at Marion and I said, hey, this is going to sound absolutely crazy, but I've got an idea for a fundraiser and a really cool event. And I put together a 21-slide PowerPoint presentation to convince him that it's worth spending the money, it's worth doing the infrastructure, it's worth doing all this stuff and, and whatnot. And by slide four, he's like, stop, you're done, you do it. It's awesome this is great so uh <laughs> yeah which is great because like i have 17 more slides left i want to show you these um but uh he bought in right away and so what we're doing the, the entire show is a fundraiser for scholarships for kids here at marion catholic and a lot of times people think like oh catholic high school you have to pay tuition all your kids are rich uh, that is very much not the case. Yes, you have to pay tuition because we don't get any state or, or county or federal funding, but um, we serve a population of kids, 60 to 70 percent of whom can only come here with some type of financial aid. And so we have a whole lot of fundraisers throughout the year. We've got golf outings. We have tons of alumni.
alumni and friends and donors that give money so kids can come here. And, um, you know, it's a sacrifice for the kids and the families. It's a sacrifice for the teachers, too. As most people know, if you know education, uh, the people who teach and yep. work in Catholic schools uh, make a significantly amount of money less than those that work in public schools. So for us, it's, mm -hmm. it's one of many fundraisers that we do to help kids from the area afford uh, an incredible college prep Catholic education. And uh, so everything that we make that night, every ticket that we sell, every hot dog, every beer, every slice of pizza, every T-shirt, every dollar literally goes to a scholarship to help a kid uh, have a great education. So um, if you're on the fence about buying a ticket, if you're a listener out there, you're like, eh, I don't know, everything you do, everything you spend uh, goes to help a kid. So it's a, it's a great cause. We're really proud of it. And hopefully we can help a whole lot of our students that night. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. And uh, it, it hits it hits a little home for me. I, uh, although I grew up, I grew up uh, very pretty fortunate middle class with a single mother. I definitely I was on financial aid in high school. So like, I, yeah. I understand a little bit of the struggle there. Uh, not from the south side, but from a city called Berkeley, Illinois. And I went to a Catholic school in Elmhurst. So okay, I, you I understand. Went to uh, it's now uh, it's now ICCP, Immaculate Conception okay. College Prep, but I, it was it was just called Immaculate Conception High School when I went. Yeah, I know, I know it well. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so yeah, I I, I understand uh, a little bit of that struggle, and that's great. To, and that's one of the many reasons why we wanted to have you on the call today and kind of like spread your message to uh, the community that we have. So that's that's fantastic. Um, cool. In in choosing in choosing the card. You have a very diverse card for this show. Um, yeah. Is there any uh, any strategies that you had? Is Was the strategy diversity? Was the strategy a little bit of everything or like going through your head? Uh, yes and yes. So the strategy was literally what is the the best card we can put together that can appeal to the most amount of people and have a whole lot of different types of matches. And so, uh, and, and, and I can report, you know, we are, we get, we are very fortunate in that we hit everything we set out to hit. So we wanted a main event with known WWE championship caliber names. We've got that with Alberto versus Swagger. We wanted an mm -hmm. authentic Lucha Libre match with luchadors from Mexico. We've got Fantasma versus Dos Caras. We wanted an indie wrestling dream match. And so we've got Phoenix versus Pentagon versus Seidel versus DJZ. I mean, that's going to blow your mind. We wanted a <laughs> battle of the big men, right? Two, two horses just slugging it out. So we got Brian Cage versus Moose. We wanted exciting up-tempo tag matches. So we've got, you know, Monkey, Durst, Wheeler, Saber. We've got... Uh, yeah. OI4K or OVE and Robbie E versus three of our local stars, Stevie Fierce, Matt Nix, and Pat Monix. We wanted the best women's matches we could book outside of WWE. So we got Tessa Blanchard versus Santana Garrett. We got Chelsea Green mm -hmm. versus Deanna Parazzo. We wanted presence from a whole bunch of different leagues and federations around the world. So we got Sam Adonis from CMLL versus Nick Aldis, who's the NWA champion. And so we wanted, and we wanted a fun match, right? We wanted a fun family-friendly match. So we got James Ellsworth versus Hornswoggle, and our buddy Frank the Clown from <laughs> WWE fame is going to be the special guest referee. 
So if you look at this show, you're getting a WWE-style main event. You're getting a Lucha Libre match. You're getting up-tempo yeah. tag matches. You're getting an indie dream match. You're getting a big hoss, you know, bowling shoe, ugly slobber knocker match. You're getting great women's matches, and you're getting a fun match. If there's something, if you don't like something on this card, you don't like wrestling. It's, and that's how we approached it, and we're really happy with how it came together. And I just got to thank you. You're making this thing happen on my birthday. Oh, well, shit. Of course. That's, we we yeah. planned it all that way. <laughs> everything's lining up that's great uh the, truly this car is truly a buffet of wrestling i like as you're sitting here i i don't know if you're ring announcing but you're gonna be hyped up for it and i, I you're <laughs> you're very serious about it and i i hope you don't mistake our laughing or giggling for anything other than excitement because i'm just sitting here giggling thinking of yeah, my mind just doesn't know how to like process all those matches correct as we're talking about them one after the other yes it's like my mind just doesn't know what to do. Right. Yeah. No, we're, so. we're thrilled. We set out, we literally, you know, our, our group of guys were kind of throwing ideas together and various people that are helping me out. We sat down we said, all right, carte blanche, if we could pull this off, what would we want on the show? And I am just absolutely thrilled that we got every type of match and, and everything that we wanted. We didn't have to settle. We didn't have to cut anything. You know, everybody's booked. Everybody's confirmed. We're, we're good to go. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that the wrestlers, uh, most of the guys could not have been nicer. I mean, I'm dealing with a couple of people who are agents and representatives, but for most people, I'm dealing with the guys themselves and girls themselves. And they are awesome. They buy into the cause. They're helping us out in one way or another. And um, it's really, really cool. It's, you know, we, we still got a month or so or five six weeks whatever it is till we get there right. so of course there can be wrinkles and there can be you know hiccups that come along the road and we're ready for that but um we are just pumped we are beyond belief here and we've already sold a boatload of tickets i think we're well north of 250 tickets sold and we're still five or Great. six weeks out and so i mean we are we are pretty darn pumped is there a number we're trying to hit you know, the sky's the limit. Um, the the gym that we're doing it in can hold, like, at fire capacity, like 2,100, 2,200. There's no way we're getting near that. We're not the oh, Bullet gosh. Club. But um, <laughs> I think if we've sold 250 tickets already six weeks before a show, and even me, you know, I'm an uber nerd about indie wrestling shows, and I've never bought a ticket to an indie wrestling show before two days before the show. So I, yeah. I think if we've sold 250 of them six weeks out, we could be in the neighborhood of 800, 900, 1,000 tickets. And it, maybe not, but, I mean, I think we've we've got a pretty good momentum going. Great, great. Yeah, and knowing you and knowing the, the cause, any, and obviously we're going to do all that we can to help. Um, and that's the, you know just another reason why we got you on. Um, I, I had a question before, um, if, and before, I guess, we open it up to you if you had any. On that 21-slide PowerPoint, did you draw any inspiration from um, Drew, Gula Drew Gulak when making the PowerPoint? Oh, God. You know what? I should have, but it would have been lost on our president because he's not a wrestling guy. But I could have done it to yeah. myself, but no, I didn't. Just use one of those really poorly shaded, off-color kind of uh, default template backgrounds <laughs> and uh, yes. you know, slap a yes. 205 logo on there. Yeah. And like, um, you know, the terrible great. animation as it like twists, as the text twists and pops out of the screen. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. I just want to commend you guys and say thank you again. You guys have been wonderful, um, either from talking on the phone and meeting up at Freelance and, and giving me this 
avenue today to promote the show and let people know a little bit about me and hopefully by yeah. you know knowing a little bit about me knowing that the show is legit and it comes from a good place and um, also wanted to take a minute to say thanks to you know all the promotions that have been awesome to us uh, freelance mm-hmm. I mentioned already uh, you know Nick over there has been phenomenal Zello Pro has been great Black Label Pro has been wonderful and you know the vast majority of people that I've talked to in the industry have just said absolutely sounds like a great thing how can I help you know and we've had people come out of the woodwork um, as far as is helping or volunteering their services or or giving us you know a discount on their services for uh, because of the cause so it's really been heartening to me to see that the indie wrestling scene is filled with the kind of people that you would hope it's filled with and um you know, I, I kind of came out of, you know, nowhere, right? I kind of appeared out of left field as far as uh, doing things on the indie wrestling thing, besides being just a fan. I mean, I've been to a thousand shows. But the moment, right. you know, we announced the show and started working, people have been awesome. And so I just want to do a, a huge shout out and a thanks to everybody that has been because you've made this so much easier and hopefully together we're going to make it successful. Right, right. And Chris and I are going to the event. Um, and we're going to have, do a little bit of pre-podcasting at your fan fest, right? Yeah. Um, what are the details for the fan fest? Oh, good question. Thanks for asking. Um, so we mm-hmm. did all the top level guys are going to do autographs and pictures and merch in the fan fest. So if you buy your fan fest tickets, 20 bucks, you you're guaranteed an autograph and a picture with everybody on the show. So Alberto swagger, Hornswoggle, Ellsworth, etc. And the, the, the big name guys are only in the fans fan fest. They're not going to be hocking merch or doing autographs at intermission. And in addition okay. to all the guys, we're also going to have a handful of Q and a segments. So for example, we've got uh, our, the announcement, for our show is, is Rich Brennan from NXT and SmackDown, and um, he's going to hopefully do for us. We're clearing up some details like a life in WWE and NXT uh, Q&A. I've got a couple other production people possibly coming in that I can't name yet because we're working, trying to work it out, out, but hopefully it'll be a few other really interesting Q&As uh, that people can do in the FanFest as well. So the FanFest is totally worth it. If you want to you know, get some cool merch, get some pictures and autographs, as well as uh, be involved in some of these Q&As, get to pick people's brains if you have an interest about how life works in WWE, NXT, TNA, Ring of Honor, etc. Um, definitely the thing to do. And I can tell you, we FanFest tickets are selling like crazy. Um, uh, okay. So I'd say, gosh, of, of everybody that's bought a ticket ticket already, at least a third of them have, have bought a FanFest ticket. So um, if you're interested, jump on and get them because we're going to cap those. I want to say we're going to cap those at 200 or 250 And that FanFest okay. is before the show from 545 to 715, so an hour and a half, and um, should be a fun time. Great, great, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I, I had one quick question. I don't know if okay. you have gone over it in other conversations, but where does the name Warrior Wrestling come from? You know, literally, there's no deep meaning to it. Um, we kicked around a whole lot of names internally. We did mm. not want a name that was regionally specific, so we didn't want to be like, you know, Chicago Heights Wrestling League or Marian Catholic Wrestling League. We kicked around Spartan mm. Wrestling because we're the Marian Catholic Spartans, but that's used in a couple other contexts, and it was also maybe a little bit too on the nose. And so as, as our team just kicked back and forth ideas and logos and names, you know, Warrior Wrestling came up, and everybody was like, well, there's got to be a major indie federation called Warrior Wrestling. And we dug and dug and dug and dug, and we're like, uh, there isn't. And we're like, all right, now there is. Boom, we're Warrior Wrestling. And uh, 
found ourselves a logo that we thought was pretty cool that represents um, a whole bunch of different warriors. So it looks a little bit like a Spartan helmet, a little bit like a luchador mask, a little bit like uh, possibly a samurai influence in there. It's got a negative space W on the top of it if you look at it, and we're like, done. That's oh, awesome. yeah, I see that. Nice. So, yeah, no special meaning other than sounded really cool and nobody else that we could find had it. <laughs> hey, I think you struck gold. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Is that a, was that a pun on the, on the color, Chris? You could take it whichever way, but I think it's because uh, the name just flows. Yeah. And my yeah. marketing, my automatic is like, how did you guys come up with that? And right. So Alliteration. We discussed this, right, on the last exactly. podcast with Pat Monix, alliteration. People love alliteration. Yes, um, they do. And the website is warriorwrestling.net or www.warriorwrestling.net. And, yeah, warriorwrestling.net. Uh, it's got the cards up there, tickets, and contact information, et cetera. And, yeah, and uh, instructions on how to get to the high school so you can't get lost. And I'm sure parking is going to be simple. Yeah, we've got a giant parking lot, tons of space for parking. Uh, if you check out our Twitter, we've got our pinned tweet right now. is a little video that Rich Brennan did the VO for, um, announcing some of the wrestlers and a little bit of the card. Um, but yeah, go to warriorwrestling.net, pick up your tickets. Uh, we sold out of front row already, so front row sold out. Second and okay. third row are on their way to being sold out. Uh, sold a ton of bleacher seats, a ton of uh, floor uh, general admission seats. So if you want to sit close, I'd recommend uh, get your tickets pretty soon because one, two, one's gone, two, three, and four will be gone, I'd say, within a week. So um, Yeah, and I mean – if tickets are starting at 25 bucks, it's, it's more obviously Chris, you know, and yeah. you, the listener, if you're a wrestling fan, you know, that the, the value that you're getting for this price is absolutely worth it. So go check out yeah, your ticket. We knew the we'll price have all point was a little high. We knew the price point was a little bit high when we set it, but because it's for a good cause, like literally every dollar right. goes to help a kid that the thought was like, all right, if people are like, Oh, I usually pay 15 bucks or I'll pay 20 bucks. So I'll pay, pay 25 and your money's going to help a kid, you know? And so, um, hopefully that, uh, that puts people over the hump a little bit. Uh, Steve, thank you so much for your time and thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure and I can't wait to, uh, experience this awesome event when the time comes. This is great guys. Thank you again for the help. We'll see you at our show and I'll see you at the shows in between. All right. Take all care. Right, Talk soon.